BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another amazing Geek Vibes Live review. I'm your host, Tia, and we today are breaking down the third season of American Gods. Now, if you listened before, a few days ago, we released another review with a fellow um, blogger called Michael Cook from Thoroughly Modern reviewer you can check that out on our spotify and that was awesome but i was like i and and i had a great time as well but i was like i want to talk to my fellow gvners about possibly one of my favorite shows that's going on right now so yes we're here we're talking about american gods i'm tia but please let me not hesitate in introducing my co-host that would be juan how are you I'm very good. Tia also failed to mention she has stock in American Gods. So that- <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the course. <laughs> yes, I do. It's one of those things where it's like, so I don't know if you've been seeing, well, first of all, before I go on that, let me not go on a tangent. I have to also introduce Joelle today. How are you doing, Joelle? Fine. Totally fine. I'm good and I'm ready to speak some American Gods. Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, American Gods hasn't officially been renewed for a fourth season yet. And so it is killing me. I feel like I felt the month after Daredevil season three came out and we were like, didn't know what was going on yet. And you still felt hopeful. You were like, the reviews are super positive. And the showrunner said they already submitted season four ideas. And then a month later, they were like, Netflix cancels Daredevil. And so I have that feeling in me. I feel kind of better because of other things. I won't get into it where I'm like, all right, I think it's going to happen. It probably is going to be the last season, but that's okay. Let's not dwell on that. Let's talk American Gods season three. Um, I want to start off with just asking what you guys thought about the season as a whole. So Joelle, I'll go to you first. Um, (laughs) You said you were born ready. So I was. Born already. I think that's my nickname. Like that's someone else's nickname. I probably get sued. Um, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's probably been one of my favorite seasons of the of all the three of the three. And that's probably because I understood it easier than the other three. For some reason, the other two they lost me a couple of times. Right? I was very confused at what was going on. And maybe I needed a show to help me guide to guide me through it. But um, this third season was much easier to follow. And I don't know why that was the case. Maybe the, the writers or whatever. But it didn't seem as um 
in depth all over the place <laughs> all over the world maybe a little high i don't know they were just speaking above my where my head was <laughs> but this this definitely didn't feel that way it was definitely easier to to follow uh and i enjoyed the shit out of it like um on all the characters the acting's always good on the show that's never really been a problem for me so the acting continues to be good and then you the only problem is you missing some older characters like um uh oh my god what's his name um matt sweeney matt sweeney is one of them the other one though the, um mr nancy it, mr nancy i miss him so much um i just <laughs> But yeah, Matt Sweeney, of course, uh, was always a, a very fun character. And then, of course, um, Mr. Na- Nancy. Uh, I love that character. So it's really sad to see them not come back for this one. But we had some interesting new characters. <laughs> like uh, they, introduced, they introduced Tyr, I think, right? Was that the first, was the first time I remember seeing him, right? Um, yeah, that, this is his first introduction. And I like the actor who played Tyr, so it was really interesting. And they got uh, we actually got to see a fight between uh, Odin and, and Tyr. That was cool. Um, that there's, I guess there's this new girl who was kind of like took Shadow's place as uh, Odin's driver, as Mister had Wednesday's driver. <laughs> that was new, right? I believe. Um, who else? Uh, who else? Oh, oh, oh! Was um the new Leprechaun, whatever his name, or whatever it is. Um, Liam, yeah, yes. I liked him. <laughs> what, what are they? Are they like because that's what he was. I thought like Matt Sweeney was a giant leprechaun or whatever the fuck. So Liam looks definitely more size, easier to figure. But I'm still confused at what the fuck they are. Um, I believe they're leprechauns. If I like, um, you know, I'm not like an expert on mythology or anything like that. But I could have mm-hmm. sworn that I read at some point that leprechauns you know real leprechauns you know they're not real but you know in the context i guess of like mythology were actually like giants but then people started calling them short as almost like an insult to them um so then it just came came to be that throughout the years they were um depicted as very tiny people but in fact that they were quite tall really Okay, well, that's, that's news to me. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it makes way more sense now. <laughs> but Liam is great. Like uh, the actor, I love, I love just like a lot. I love him from almost everything except for maybe in humans, but we tried not to talk about that. Um, um, not his fault. Not his fault. Um, not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I loved him in this season too. Um, uh, we got to see what's the what's the what's the Arab guy's name? I forget his name. Oh, Salim. Salim. That guy always makes me sad for some reason, but yeah, he, he was great again. You were going to say something? No, no, no. I was, I, was going, I, I was agreeing with you saying, like, yes, Salim. It's just he does, his story does make me sad. Yeah, and they get really... He, he gets all the crazy sex scenes, too, so... That's <laughs> <laughs> like every season. I'm like, every oh season. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he goes in. Anyway, um... It was a good season overall. Well, you know, without you know, you guys get a chance to speak about your favorite parts. But I, I you know, I, I just, I think I enjoyed this one just a little bit more than the others. Yeah, I will say that, um, you know, and I, and I feel as if, it, you know, how in some things you watch it and you're like, that's my favorite because it's so new. But mm-hmm. I do, in my mind, really enjoy American Gods as it goes on, where it mm-hmm. every season I like more than the previous, like, um. Mm-hmm. I liked season one, but even as, uh, cause American Gods was based on a book by Neil yeah. Gaiman. 
And right. even Neil Gaiman said, like, the first season felt very episodic, and it does, right? Mm-hmm. And then season season two, yes, was a little all over the place, but I still liked um, the decisions that they were making there. And then mm-hmm. season three just really felt like it was on track. It really yes. felt as if it had a mission, it had a story it wanted to tell, and it wanted an end goal that it needed to get to. So even mm-hmm. if, say there were some moments along the lines that maybe didn't always um, live up. I still felt as a whole that season three was the most concise season that we've had. So I definitely agree with you, Joelle. I really enjoyed it this season. I loved getting the extra two episodes that we got um, Mm -hmm. because the previous two seasons have only had eight episodes. So, um, but yeah, I'll let uh, Juwan now talk and (laughs) let me know what you thought about season three. Well, the biggest thing that frustrated me was you've given me three seasons now and I have not seen the old gods fight the new gods. Um, and it's becoming this thing to where it's just like, we'll get there. Like it's start, it's start, I'm not comparing it, but it's starting to feel very Lords of the Rings-ish. Where well, can like, it, go ahead. if I can say really quick, and it's like, I'm never the type of person to be like in the book <laughs> because I'm just like, to say that I'm not a book reader sounds like I'm illiterate or something, but I've, I'm not like a Harry Potter or fan or anything. So it's like, I've never had a moment where it's like, I've been a lover of a book and have waited to see it adapted. So this is like the only time that it's like, I know what happens in the book. And it's like, this is very part of the course. Um, because in a way the story isn't even really about the war, but we'll get into that later. But anyway, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that then probably will frustrate me even more. Um, that, to me, that was part of the selling point of me enjoying this show. It's like, they're going to get to it. And it's just like, I guess they'll get to it. Um, well, I mean, again, to compare it to Lord of the Rings, when they finally got to their destination, it was well worth it. Um, but it did sure take forever to get there. Um, but I, I wasn't really a huge fan of how the season started. Um, I'm very much so I look at seasons like I do movies. Your first movie is you setting the table. The second is you going all right. crazy. And then the third is kind of ending it. Um, so to me, I was kind of just like, this is like a lot of story still. <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't until around like that halfway mark of, of I was just like, OK, it's picking up. And then like, I, I you know, I, I messaged you. Uh, I'm not going to get into it because I'm sure it's part of the the topics, but the ending was just like, yeah, this is really, really, really good. Um, I just kind of wish it was just more action because that's what I thought the the whole premise was. Like we were getting to a point to where it was all out war. Um, so as long as they don't like, if they get renewed for let's say four more seasons, don't have three more of you stringing me to get to the war. Uh, let me get to the war pretty soon. Like I've, I've been waiting long enough. Um, but overall, I really did enjoy it. Um, Shadow should probably find a way to go bald again. Um, I, I, don't know why. I heard a lot of people, I'm sorry to interrupt. I heard a lot of people dislike his hair. Um, and from my standpoint, I'm just coming from my standpoint, I didn't see what was wrong with it, but that's just me. But I was like, all right, apparently it's bad. That's that's fine. (laughs) I just compare it to the equivalent of like if you've if you were born in like the mid to late 90s and you've only known Bruce Willis to be bald, 
to see him with hair is just like, ah, ah, what is this? Like, <laughs> why do you have hair? Um, so it was just more so that for me. Like, I've only known Shadow to ultimately be bald. Um, so not necessarily, all right, let me say this. Not him having hair. I think the style of hair he had is what freaked me out. Because it wasn't just like going from no hair to like, all right, like, you know, like a short buzz. Like, that was just like right. the weirdest way for someone who's bald to have grown hair back. Um, but like I said, overall, really did enjoy the season. I enjoyed the new characters. I did kind of feel like I knew that that old lady was was something. Um, oh, yeah. Like, she just seemed like, you know, let me tell you why I knew that that old lady was up to something. And American God should definitely sue Marvel. The whole nosy neighbor thing was Agatha. So then you watch yeah. this and you're like, yeah, she kind of does feel like Agatha. <laughs> like she kind of <laughs> does feel like the nosy neighbor that's maybe hiding something or knows more than she's letting on. Um, and I, I really did like how that that all kind of like played out to where now the cop is just like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> did we just kill this old lady? Like, so, um, but no, I'm really excited for what they do did this season. Like Joelle said, Salim, um, he does have this this feeling about him to where it's just like, hey, are you having a really good day? It's like, yeah, I actually am. Well, so I'm I'm gonna bring Salim in today, who's gonna ruin all that for you. And it's like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. Um, but yeah, he um, I really do hope that something good comes for him. Like maybe he finds the guy that he's been looking for, and they can get some kind of closure. Um, because to me, I feel like he thinks he has closure. But everyone has that that like X to where it's like, I'm over him or I'm over her. And then they show up and then it's just like, oh, fuck, like I'm feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, I'm really curious because I assume if they get renewed, uh, part of Salim's uh, journey will be he has to come face to face with him again. Um, right. So I'm really curious on that. But yeah, I did enjoy this season. Um, Just so, again, like I'm just giving, say, like slight background um the reason why sometimes like the tonal uh, there's like a tonal shift is because each season has had a different showrunner um so it's like season one had uh michael green and brian fuller uh season two briefly had uh alexander jesse i forget his name actually honestly um and then season three had chick so it's like each season has had a different showrunner um i know that that was a concern of neil gaiman's that if they do get renewed for a season four which honestly if they're going with the book there is only one season left of story to tell um so i know that neil gaiman is hoping that if they get renewed for a fourth season that they can keep chick on so at least you have someone who has set things up and he doesn't have to go through it all over again but um whatchamacallit it yeah the hinselman reveal was great um uh, i felt bad for chad because he, he just seemed like such a small town like cop that literally is just used to like not any crime at all and it's like <laughs> we just killed someone and burned her house down and now you're leaving <laughs> and i don't know what's going on you know what it reminded me of if you remember that's the same feel stranger things gave you like remember uh what is his name hopper in the show um yeah, yeah hopper. it's a very small town like nothing happens there people don't go missing murders don't happen 
And then like the very next day, an alien shows up and then a whole bunch of aliens show up. And now it's nonstop murder in the town. So it's kind of just like, damn it. Like I can't, how do I tell people like they'll be safe? And I don't even know what the hell's going on. I said that to Brittany during a top 10. I mentioned Stranger Things where I was like, to me, it's such a small town. If you remember in, I think like season two, someone was complaining that their pumpkins were destroyed. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a small town thing. Yeah. In New York, you would never go to your like fellow cop and be like, hey, um, some of my pumpkins were destroyed. They'd be like, end. <laughs> yeah, that cop so would be like, that cop would be like, yeah, we, we have a lot worse <laughs> that happens yeah. in this city. <laughs> So you saw that in Lakeside where it was like everything is just so nice but it's like not really nice. It has this very dark sort of um, truth behind it. So I wanted to go to like the new characters that were introduced, Hinselman being one of them. Uh, fun fact for you guys, Hinselman in the book is a guy and they gender swapped uh, the character for the show, which I thought actually worked. Um, having the old lady that's all sweet and everything is a much better turn, I feel like, than the old man, in my personal opinion. Um, you had Chad, Liam, Cordelia, Tyr. I want to say out of all of the new characters that they did, my favorite was, um, I have to say Liam, because I like the actor, like what Joel was saying. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the actor and I loved him being, bless you, um, I love him being this like new leprechaun on the scene, but he's so different than Sweeney. But I liked how his story, because when they were like introducing him in the trailers, they said, uh, you know, he's the new leprechaun on the scene, you know, da da da. And I was like, how does he connect to Laura? And him saying that he was originally meant to kill Laura it was a very interesting thing but Joanne I'll go to you uh first question is what did you think um about finding out that Liam was originally meant to kill Laura but ultimately turned it down and who would you say is your uh who is your favorite new character uh, I thought that was interesting I mean it just goes to show you that Mr. Wednesday was just very thorough about making sure that she died somehow. <laughs> like, I'll find some leprechaun to do it. Um, but and that's I, another thing. Uh, is it only leprechauns? Like, apparently, <laughs> is it? apparently those are his only hitmen. He's just like, <laughs> these leprechauns are really pretty good at killing. That's the only guys I can count on. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. And as far as who kind of stood out to me, it'd probably be Mr. Wednesday's driver. Um, Cordelia, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved her. I really, really, really did. Um, and I kind of like at the end to where she's kind of just telling Shadow, like, let's just go away. Like, don't worry about this. Let's just leave. We could do more cons, have a fun life. Um, you know, live life oceans ocean style um and child's kind of just like nah i kind of want to have thunder for <laughs> for powers like nah i kind of want to just be like stripped down naked and like yeah. hanging from this tree for nine days that sounds super cool <laughs> yeah he's like at the slight chance i could throw thunder out of my fingertips i'm gonna go try that um but i, I do i do love her character because it was someone that was kind of just like I just drive this old guy and you were kind of just like is this romantic is this father like what is this supposed to be and then she's kind of just telling shadow like no just kind of he pays well like <laughs> like ultimately like i just really like the money 
Um, and, and I like that, you know, it's not more than what it needs to be. It's not something completely ridiculous or, or weird or twisted. It's just, she needed money. He needed a driver. Um, so I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed, he wasn't hitting on her. Like it wasn't, it wasn't those weird situations that shows and movies love to put you in to where you're just like, why, why, why? Because they, they could have went in that direction. For sure, for sure. And I like that they didn't because it doesn't always have to be that. There are, there are men out there that are just like, hey, I just need a driver. <laughs> like that's, that's it, that's it. Um, but yeah, I really did enjoy her character. I enjoyed her arc because you kind of saw her grow in a sense in this season. Excuse me. And I'm really interested to see um, after the events of Shadow's uh, audition, I call it, um, where does it leave her? Because if Mr. Wednesday is back, does he feel all powerful to where he doesn't need a driver? Like, where does she fall in this very small world for her? Or a very large world for her, I'm sorry. Um, but her being so small in the, in the bigger picture of things. So I am curious to see where she goes from here. Yeah, I, um, I didn't know if I was going to like Cordelia because when they were doing the you know, the promotion for American Gods season three, you know, a lot of the new characters felt like replacements of old characters. You have Liam, who was another leprechaun. You have Cordelia, who's another driver. You had the different variations of world come in. And it's like, okay, are these just supposed to be replacements? But I found myself really liking Cordelia for all the reasons that you said. Um, I loved her wanting to do heists with Shadow. Um, my favorite line of Cordelia's is the last episode where they're standing over Wednesday's body and she says something along the lines of that puto with a spear in regards to Laura. <laughs> I was like, yeah, a, she's pretty great. Um, I do and I love. Say, I always thought it was weird how television shows, like when they have Hispanic characters, when they decide to have them speak Spanish, and it's always in like the weirdest moments like that. Like it was just like, really there? Yeah, she hasn't said one. That is true. It's like she didn't say one Spanish word the entire show, and it's like no. So she called her a bitch. Right. I mean, it's always it's always one of those things where it's like, you know, you get you get a Hispanic actor or actress, and you're like, because they're Hispanic, doesn't mean you have to force them to find ways to speak Spanish. It should be something more fluid. And that just didn't seem fluid. It just felt like, oh, yeah, we should probably have her speak Spanish. And it was just like, why? <laughs> like, well, why did you do it there? Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because it was just kind of like, huh? It was a little like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Remember this actress is Hispanic. <laughs> right. right. It was just like, I don't think anyone forgot that. <laughs> we remember. We know. Okay. Yeah, the, the actress's name is Julie Reyes, um, which who I spoke to as well. So <laughs> you could check that interview out on YouTube. Um, Joelle, uh, I know you were talking briefly about the characters that you enjoyed, but um, first, you know, what were your thoughts of Cordelia and who would you say was your favorite of the new characters introduced this season? Good question. Um... I would say I like Cordelia. Um, uh, she was good, um, and again, I, I like I enjoyed a lot of the lower characters. Um, who's my favorite is very like I said. I think pro oh, that's hard. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, Liam, but I also really enjoyed at least the small bits we got up here. Uh, 
And I like that. I like the story they use there too. Um, but I guess I guess I'll stick to Lynn because I just I just thought again I love the I love the actor and he's actually in a, in a on his I don't know if you ever seen it. he has a, a show like like probably one of his first shows so good if I could just remember the name of the damn thing when I do I will I will tell you but and you just is definitely it take- something is it something like Misfits or something like that something like that it's um. I can't remember. God damn it! You told me where they all had powers. Yes, it's fucking awesome. That show. It's, the CGI is terrible, but it's a great show. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's old. It's an older show, but it's good. It's really good. Um, and he's in. He's in one of the main characters. So, um, yes. If you guys haven't checked that out, please check that out. Once I uh, get the name, I will definitely let you know. But that, that's why I like seeing him, and I loved him in Game of Thrones, even though he was actually I love to hate him in Game of Thrones. Really, what I want to say. Um, well, he was the best villain in Game of Thrones, and <laughs> af- after watching Inhumans, the dumpster fire that was Inhumans, <laughs> I can definitively say he was the only kind of good thing about that show. Yeah, they wasted him on that show. It was really sad. Such a I don't blame the actors because some of the actors are pretty good, but like. That show shit. Let's put it that way. It's <laughs> legit called Misfits. It is called Misfits. It's called Misfits. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I, just... I have to check that out because anytime I like look on Tumblr um, under his tag, lots of gifts show up, but I didn't realize it was like a power, like a superpower thing. Well, also, yeah. yeah. Your favorite, oh, your favorite character. I think he's your favorite character from um, the Umbrella Academy. Is yeah. Oh yeah, the guy who plays Klaus. Yes, yeah, that's so, why. I heard that. <laughs> actually, to you, uh, Joel actually did tell me this before. If you have Hulu, it's on Hulu. Yeah, it is on Hulu. Oh, I do have Hulu, so there you go. <laughs> it's like five or something like that. It's it's. I loved it. I really did. Yeah, I thought. Um, it's funny because I was hoping that Liam would have been in the season longer than he actually was because he was only in two episodes. But I thought that he brought this really great, like, just character to him. I loved his interactions with Laura. I love that they ended up not sleeping together because I thought that that's what they were going in the direction of. And then for mm-hmm. to have like that great character development with Laura where it was like, no, let's not do this. And he doesn't take it um, like personally. He's kind of like, all right, well, let's just go bowling tomorrow or something. Like such a great character. I would love to see him back. I don't know what his role would be really, but I would love to see it. But um, Joelle, you mentioned Tyr and his storyline. And I had a question for you guys. It's not on my list, of, but I, I just thought of it now because I still don't know the answer. Do you guys think that Wednesday legitimately was there for Demeter because he loved her or was he there for her money um and Juwan I'll go to you first (laughs) column A column B I mean I'm always of the mindset two things can be true um I think he truly did care for her like when she died I don't think he went oh no my money I think he really went oh no like she would rather die (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is very dramatic but yeah, understandable like, I, I, think that, I think that really hurt him like could you picture that in real life if like you're like man i really love you but like i could use your help right now and someone was just like i would rather not be here <laughs> than to either love you or help you and it's just like well you could have just said no like why did you do that um 
but no, I think two things can be true. I think he's very much a manipulative person, but I think he also very much loves her. Um, same way I think with Shadow. I think he very much is manipulating Shadow. But I think a part of him still loves him, for sure. Okay. Joel? Um, I, I I probably feel the same. Like, I do believe in a little bit of both. Um, even though I'm not going to lie, at the end of this season, I... I lost faith in him completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, before what? that yeah. before that finale, I very much thought that it was like, oh, he really cares for her. He loves her. We see how much he's pouring out his heart and soul. And then that finale, you're like, no, he doesn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what bothers me. Like I like that. I like him so much. And it's probably the reason I was so heartbroken. I was like, oh, he's actually a piece of shit, isn't he? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's why it caught me off guard. I didn't expect him to do that because I really thought he loved Shadow, you know. Um, but now we find out he's kind of using him, and like, I don't know how to feel anymore. (laughs) I weirdly, weirdly, Joel, compare it a little bit to remember during Thor's arc, it was very much like, yo, Odin is an asshole, and you find out he's an asshole even more when you see what he did to his daughter. But right. you also see in Thor Ragnarok of how he had a different perspective on life and he understands how wrong he was and he would have loved nothing more than to go back and fix things and have his kids um, and do better by his wife. But in, in the moments when those things were happening, he very much was only thinking about Odin. Um, but, you know, as life kind of went on, he was just like, damn, I kind of love my kids. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean... Why didn't you kind of showcase that? It was just like, I don't really know how to. So I think that's where Odin <laughs> kind of is. He doesn't know how to show it. He's like, his life has been war since day one. So it's the idea of that's all he knows. He doesn't know how to be a father. He doesn't know how to be a lover uh, or a husband or whatever. So it's just like, you know, at some point he'll gain that perspective to where it's like, God damn, I maybe could have taken Shadow to the park once. Like, <laughs> like could have thrown him a baseball or two. So I think it'll it'll be a perspective thing that if we see more seasons, he'll start to gain the same way that Odin did with uh, Thor and Loki. Um, I will say, like, as I said, I think that um, he did genuinely care for Demeter. I think, like, to me, the moments of sincerity are that. Remember in season two when Donar was killed? Um, when he killed himself it's like I do truly believe that um, Wednesday was sad over that but it's like I don't know if he really cares for Shadow because if you guys caught and we'll talk about the ending further later in this but it's like he said to Shadow this has all been in place before you were born a blood sacrifice by a son it's like "Mm, did he love Shadow or was Shadow literally just a pawn in this and i don't know if two things can exist at once in that scenario but um yeah so i just wanted to mention that but we'll talk about the ending uh in just a second but speaking of shadow um we touched upon this briefly let's talk about shadow's journey because i loved seeing shadow um really just be on his own this season the previous two seasons we saw him mostly around Wednesday on this little road trip we didn't see a whole lot of personality from Shadow I didn't um I know that in the previous two seasons Shadow was kind of probably my least favorite character just for the fact that 
I didn't feel like he really was exuding anything that said that he was a person. Um, and then this season, I really loved him. I loved him in Lakeside. I love seeing him befriend Chad. I love seeing him with Marguerite. Um, as we were saying, his relationship with Cordelia was phenomenal. So I really love seeing Shadow have like an actual personality this season, as well as this really awesome journey um, that ultimately took quite a turn in the last episode with him being a little egotistical. So uh, Joelle, do you want to comment on Shadow's journey this season? Um, yeah, I mean, Shadow was like you said, like, I liked him in the other season, but like, like you were saying, it didn't seem like he was there was much personality. It's more like a grunt <laughs> most of the yeah. season. Uh, but I did like his journey here. Like you said, he was alone. He had his own like place at Lakeside and was flirting around with that one girl. He was trying to fucking paint walls. You know, it was nice dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he was kid, having but, fun. Right, like uh, it was a very different the uh, side of him. So it was it was nice to see him be more. You know, uh, but yeah. still, you know, not not be afraid to go back to, you know, help out some friends if, if need be. And actually showed that he actually cared about Wednesday. And he said he couldn't support her decision of trying to kill him because that's his father. You know, <laughs> once he found out his father, he's like, I can't I can't support that. Um, I won't stop you. Which is <laughs> which is ridiculous considering Wednesday orchestrated Laura's death and he knows that like I feel as if season two's finale was Matt Sweeney literally saying like hey everything that's happened is because of Wednesday and yeah. Shadow like heard that and then in the next season he was just like no don't kill papa <laughs> what's wrong yes. with you <laughs> well it's hard to get mad at your father for killing your wife when she's standing right in front of you <laughs> well, well <laughs> Also, remember the only reason he knows uh, that his wife cheated, right? Because of because wife, of life. Right, That's he would have went on with life just like my wife is the best, and it's like uh, yeah, she <laughs> did him dirty pretty bad. <laughs> but and, but then again, sucked. Shadow Shadow wouldn't have gone to jail if it weren't for Wednesday. True, for sure, for sure. But he's yeah. not in jail. I mean, look, I mean, it, it, they both were really shitty to, <laughs> to Shadow. Oh, yeah. Um, or shadow at the end I do it. have to be honest. Like, if I heard my wife died, I'd be heartbroken. But then, if I found out how my wife died, and that's how she died, yeah, I would probably go, eh, okay, I don't really care. <laughs> like, oh. I, I don't really care. That, that was really dirty. Like, you know, so I'd probably have the same mindset. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, he definitely looked at her and was just kind of like, like Joel said, it's like, man my dad killed my wife and it's like but wait she's she's here <laughs> why why is she here <laughs> so it's kind of hard to have those feelings when you're looking at her and it's just like eh. <laughs> eh, he killed her but she's no I, I and i understood that i was um not to like go off of shadow's journey for a second but i was happy that laura became alive again because that's something that doesn't happen in the book like she remains how she is in oh. the book. In, in the book, she never even meets Matt Sweeney. They never have an interaction. So that's like completely something that was fabricated for the show, which I enjoyed as a shameless Pablo Schreiber fan. So, you know, that was totally cool for me. But um, yeah, going back to Shadow's journey, um, Juwan, what did you think about it this season? 
Uh, I liked it for him. I would have, like, from a writer's standpoint, I would have liked it if he had showed some interest to wanting to know if being Wednesday's child, he has abilities. So when he decided to make the sacrifice, it hurt more to find out that it was pretty much null and void. Um, Because it would have been like, damn, he was like searching for a sense of identity. And he wanted to see if like he was a guy. He's been waiting this whole time to see if he was a god. And, you know, ultimately it looks like, you know, we'll never know. Um, but the fact that he was just kind of like, I want nothing to do with you. Then it's like, hey, your dad died. And it's like, you know what? I would like to see if I have something from my dad. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't wonder that at all when he was alive? So that to me kind of was just like, it seemed very forced in the moment to kind of end the, the show. I don't know if COVID maybe stopped them from doing maybe elongated version of that maybe um but his specific journey um to me kind of felt incomplete because i don't know if he was searching to figure out who he was or if he just wanted to see if he could create a life for himself um it looked to be as if it was a mix of both but he never really truly achieved it um and i'm also curious if that lady says yes to him um does he still show up for wednesday's wednesday's funeral does he still get put on the tree um or does he kind of just go you know what i am happy he's dead that means i can remain happy fuck it (laughs) (laughs) i I don't care so i'm very curious if he was able to have that life with her would he have still been anxious to see what what else was there for him uh if he had already achieved happiness yeah, I wanted him very much to be with Marguerite. I liked their relationship a lot, so that was unfortunate. Um, I do know due to COVID, they couldn't go back and do some reshoots. Um, Ricky Whittle has said that in several interviews that they couldn't do that. Um, I, again, like this show has had some bumps in the road. I try not to concentrate on too much because I feel like every project has behind the scenes drama. But, and for some reason, God's was just highlighted more. Um, but I do know that Neil Gaiman and the showrunner this season were very much wanting the, the show to get back on track to the book. So I feel as if they were like, we just need to get to this moment. Like the ending with Shadow on the tree. They were like, we need to get to this moment so that in the next season we can wrap everything up. So it's like maybe in a way of them just like, let's just get to this. But I do understand what you mean. He doesn't have interaction with Wednesday at all, really, throughout the season and then suddenly feels um, compelled. And I'm wondering, though, if that has anything to do with, um, you know, Wednesday dying, then maybe something within him suddenly is like, uh, you know, wanting to do this. And that's because maybe Wednesday planted as, as such. Not truly sure if that's the case. Yeah, I, um, I would have but... liked for that to have been fleshed out just a little bit more. Like I said, all you had to do was sprinkle it in throughout the season a little bit to where it's kind of piquing his curiosity of like, is there more to life? Like, am I am I like him? Um, you know, he, I, I don't need you to dedicate like an episode of him just sitting there like, oh, I wonder if I'm... No, just having kind of like, yeah, I am his son. Am I a god? Like, am I half god? Like, how does that work? Um, but it kind of like through the first, at least first four episodes, he's kind of just like, I want nothing to do with you. And then it's like, as it progresses, it's just like, I want nothing. 
okay, I'll take some. All right, I do love you. All right, I'll come through for you. And it's just like that, you know what I'm saying? That turnover that quickly is just like, eh, maybe could have fleshed it out a little bit. I almost wonder if it was, um, uh, you know, the whole thing with Hinselman that made him realize, like, I'm never going to get away from this shit. Going yeah. to Lakeside was my attempt at getting away from all of this. And it's like, gods are everywhere and they're all freaking assholes. So it's like, I wonder if that almost had something to do with it. But let's move on to the next god or goddess that I wanted to talk about. And that was Bilquis this season. Um, and again, spoke to the lovely Yatede, and that's on YouTube as well, so you can check that out. Um, but um, what you gonna call it? Her um, journey this season is very interesting. Um, I'll, it's all made up. Like again, I'm so sorry to keep going to say back to the book. She doesn't have any of this sort of story in the book, so this is all completely um, made up. And I will tell you that. One, I was happy to see her have a spiritual enlightenment, be more than just this very mysterious um, figure. I will say that I'm still a little confused as to what her story actually is. Okay. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I'm sorry, Joel. No, I was going to say, okay, because I was a little confused myself. I'm like, I don't, yeah, know, yeah. I really, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was trying to make sense of it. I didn't know how the Orishas like connected with her because from my understanding, and again, I'm not expert in any of this, but Bilquis is supposed to be the queen of Sheba. And mm -hmm. if you look at like, and I tried to look up on like Wikipedia and everything, it's like, okay, so the queen of Sheba in like mythological terms, like in some retrospects is like a Jewish figure and some is like an Egyptian figure. And it like has a few figures, but then I could have sworn I read that the Orishas are supposed to be figures for like African-Americans, you know, so I didn't understand how they connected to each other. Um, right. And I still don't know what Bill Quist's journey is. So Joelle, you were saying that you also were confused. So yes, please talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I, I didn't understand. Aside from her, like I, I didn't really understand any of it. <laughs> like I didn't know yeah. all the, like, where it was going, like I thought she was okay. I didn't realize there was some type of issue. Like she had issues with Tech Boy, uh, and then she got captured. And like you said, the, what you said, what are they called? The um, the Orishas. The Orishas, right? I, I didn't know how they played a factor. I was cool. I was enjoyed everything. I'm watching it was fine. It was just yeah, it was fine watching it. I just didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. No. What was this? Was this her ascending to a new type of god? Like I was, I was. Cause she's just so I'm so used to her eating people with her, you know, private area that I, I just wasn't sure where it was going. Like, she's trying to go beyond that now. Is that what it was? Well, um, my like thought process at some point, you know, even though I still don't really understand it, is um, if you guys remember Matt Sweeney, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we were first introduced to him as a leprechaun. He does say at some point in season one that he was once a king. Um, okay. And there is a story of like what they think Matt Sweeney is supposed to be. And there was a story similar to that. But mm -hmm. then in season two, when they're like, no, not only were you a king, but you were an actual like huge God. Um, and it's like with Matt Sweeney based over time and how humans perception of him was, is basically how he was like morphed. And I felt that maybe that's how they were going in the direction with Bilquis, where it's like, 
you know, you start as one thing and based on like humans perspective, uh, perceptive, perce- I can't talk based on what humans like think of you. That's what you became to this point where you became this very, like you start off as like this God of love and harvest and everything. And then now you're like this very sexual God. That's almost like fetishized. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it's like, I kind of piece that, even though that really was never explained in the show. That's just me theorizing it. Um, but John, what did you think of Bilquis's journey and did it make any sense to you? Yeah, it did. Uh, some of that is loosely African um, African uh, mythology. Um, so my grandfather would be able to explain that a lot better than I can, but... Um, there are elements of that that are very, very, very much um, African mythology, but it seems to me, from what I gained from it, um, she was finding her true purpose. Like, her true purpose is not to devour people, <laughs> as Joel <laughs> said so elegantly, with her private parts. Um, that's not what she was meant to be. So this was Shadow's journey and her journey, but it was her learning that Shadow is part of her journey. Um, and that's why I think, and I'm sure you'll get to this, but that's why at the end she was glad she found uh, Laura, right? I don't Laura, know why yeah. wanted to say Laurel, um, but <laughs> I think I think Laura is the key is the key to Shadow, um, and she knows that, and it's kind of like she needs to make sure she does not die because there's still right. some some use of, from her that unlocks Shadow. Um, so to me, I, I very much thought the whole point of, of her story this year was finding her true purpose. And it was, again, having to go back to her roots to remember what her true purpose was. I feel as though at some point she somewhat deviated from that or she lost her way. And that was her gods kind of letting her know, like, it's more than private parts out here. Like, <laughs> you could mean a little bit more. Um, so that's kind of how I just uh, took it. Yeah, and I think that you're on, like, the money, as they say. Um, I guess to me, I was like, Bilquist is this, like, really powerful goddess, very old. You know, she says in season two that she was old in the desert before they sacrificed the first horse Odin. So it's like, okay, she's very old. Um, I wouldn't have expected her to need to pray to other gods for guidance. But again... I didn't mind it. I just wish that I understood it a little better. Um, I think mm-hmm. um, I, I think it was just the idea, not necessarily of needing another God's necessary. I think it was just the idea of she'd become so used to that being her goal. Like that is what my purpose is. Um, and I, I think it had some double entendres maybe for... Um, for our, 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 our black history, but it goes yeah. back to, to slavery. It was showing you in, in slavery, like the idea of, and this has been part of black history for forever. It's what we tell our, our, our kids, but it's like, we were kings and queens. We know history yeah. doesn't showcase that, but we were kings and queens. And it's like, look what society has made you become. Um, and it's this, this sexual goddess. And I to me, I took it as, that's not what you were always meant to be. You are a queen, you know? Now take on your actual purpose, your actual journey. And I think that was her kind of being enlightened to the idea of how far she's fallen from what she's supposed to be doing. 
Um, so that's so I, I kind of took it as like a spiritual guide to where it right. was kind of like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, but I mean, I, I definitely loved the scene she had with Techno Boy. Where she literally becomes Techno Boy. <laughs> like, oh my God, I love that so I much. Loved it because it was like her, how she was speaking was just like, what is this? <laughs> and how can I get more of this? Like, I need a full episode of this. Uh, I need a whole episode of it. I was not expecting it when you see, and she has her hair done yeah. in the way that Tech Boys was the first episode of the series. I was like, and you could tell she was trying to do her voice similar to the way Technical Boy talks. And I was like, I love this. <laughs> no, I, I, I loved it. And uh, I kind of believe she said on Twitter, she was thanking him for, for allowing her to play within the space of being him. And he was just yeah. like, I felt like you were taking my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> you came in and you were killing it. Um, so I yeah. love that. I, I love the... I love all the scenes the two of them share together uh, in this scene. They really play off of each other extremely well. Yeah, Yatede and Bruce definitely have a great um, relationship with each other. And their scenes were really interesting this season, considering the only scene that they had with each other was in season one, um, where he was trying to collect on the, you know, on the debt that she owed him essentially right. um but what was i gonna say i again i loved bill Quist's journey in the sense that i loved her breaking away from what human beings have made her i mean at some point it's like i love always love bill Quist, but in a way it's like she is killing people <laughs> like that's always my hang up i was like yeah you have worshipers but they die. <laughs> like, you, no one ever sees them ever again. No. Um, so that, <laughs> um, I love that when Mr. World, by the way, was like confronting her after she like vaginally ate that like CEO of the tech company. And he's like, unless that guy reappears somewhere, we know that's not going to happen. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which always like made, this is so weird, but I was like, can she like be intimate with someone without eating them because remember in season two they made it seem as if her and a nancy had been romantically involved and i was like oh so he survived clearly <laughs> i kind of compare it a little bit to um god I, i'm completely blanking what's the show lovecraft country remember yeah. um remember her character her her whole purpose was to consume a certain amount of of, of bodies but when mm -hmm. she fell in love with the main character she to a degree could control it enough to where she could, she stopped it before it literally consumed him. Um, so I think Bill Quist to a degree is something like that to where she's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't no, 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 no. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> don't swallow him. Good one. Don't swallow him. Um, so I assume there's mechanics to it. I, I don't want to make it sound like that, but I, I think there's a way to control it. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Is it weird when I was like talking to her, I wanted to find some way to ask that question, but it's like, there was no good way to ask that question. So I was like, not I'm not going to ask it. <laughs> like, hey, so the parts, do they kill everybody? And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like <I> everyone. <laughs> I didn't know how to ask it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, that's so weird. But it's like, I don't know, it's just something that I thought. So it's like, now that she has a spiritual awakening, it's like, are we good? Billquist, no more eating people. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully she's tamed that that hunger. 
what you call it? I will say that it's interesting. Her story is like, okay, she has to find Shadow, but she also has to find Laura, which she did, which I liked because it seems like the actresses have a good relationship, um, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling. Like I've seen them post things and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I always love when people work with people that they uh, presumably like, but I don't, I don't get, again, we need a season four to explain that it's like, why are they the two halves of each other? I, also, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you. Uh, wait, I was just going to say, do you mean uh, Bill Quist and Shadow or Bill Quist and Laura? No, no, okay. Laura and Shadow. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I think they're I think they're forever bond uh, like bound to each other. Um, but I think the reason why Bill Quist, as far as the story goes, I think the reason she was seeking Laura is if you think about it, Laura doesn't have a story anymore. Uh, no, exactly. So I think Bill Quist seeking out Laura was a way to kind of expand the lore, like the need for Laura to still be in this story. Uh, Which I totally perspective goes. I, I totally get that. Um, my one thing is that, like, I didn't want Shadow and Laura to get back together. Right. I felt as if they were at a, at a point where they realized, like, Laura was never truly authentically who she was with Shadow. They both know way too much of the truth. And again, I was a shameless shipper of Matt Sweeney and Laura. And they, this season pretty much confirmed that they loved each other. And I was like, okay, well, we got that. I don't want her to go back to Shadow. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we ever have to. Well, I mean, let me not say that. Because to me, I think it's a slice of the same pie. Because it's like, yes, they know so much about the truth. But usually, that's what brings people closer together. Because there there's, there's, no, there's no more lies. There's no more shroud of secrecy. You just know everything. Um, yeah. And they'll never... I don't think he'll ever be that vulnerable to somebody as he was to her. Um, and I, likewise, you know? So to me, it's like, I think they're magnets that somehow always find a way to attract to, attract to each other. But it, it is very clear at this very precise moment, neither one of them have the love for each other that they did in season one. Um, like that's long gone, long, long, long. Um, but, you know, to me, I do feel as though they've just shared something that normal people don't share. So they're just always going to be. Yeah, and I understand that um, someone was saying like, well, you know, they could be two halves to each other, but not like in a platonic. I mean, not in a romantic way. It could be a platonic way. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, Joelle, what do you think about that? Like when you heard that you know, essentially, these are the two keys that Bill Quist needs. I mean, what does that mean to you? I don't know. It was very confusing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I didn't know what that meant at all. <laughs> like, uh, I, I literally just sat there for the ride most of the show. But uh, like I said, even though it was a, it, it was much easier than this past seasons to understand, doesn't mean everything was understandable. Um, yeah. So th- <laughs> This was one of those things where I was like, I, I, okay. I, I, at one point, I'm like, why are we still following her? I didn't understand. But then it made more sense at the end. They said, like, she's a key. And then, like, but again, they don't really explain why. So, like, I kind of just sat there. I said, okay. You know, I, really, I don't know. I have no idea why. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, sure. She's a key. Well, 
as Juwan was saying, from a writer's standpoint, I do truly think that this is the writer's um, decision to keep Laura keep in the game. Yeah, because again, like, you know, in the book, she's dead still, and she just kind of, like, acts as a, I don't know, a guardian angel to Shadow. Um, so it's like, okay, well, you gave her the mission of killing Wednesday, but now that that's done, what is there left for Laura to do? So it'll be interesting to see um, her and Bill Quist working together and how that dynamic goes on because Laura is a very abrasive person. <laughs> she has a very strong personality um, and she's dealt with like Salim, Liam, Mad Sweeney, and she's always kind of been very like upfront and gruff to them. Right. I don't know if she'll be, I don't know if she'll be to Bill Quist. It's like, how could you be that way to Bill Quist? So that'll be a very interesting dynamic there. But um, let's move on. I definitely want to talk about probably to me, my favorite character this season, who, who has kind of been a favorite of mine the past two seasons as well. But that's Technical Boy. Uh, I love Technical Boy. I love Bruce Langley playing Technical Boy. Um, and I thought that his arc was really interesting this season. Again, not I am so sorry that I keep going again, according to the book, but just to give you guys like a backstory in the book, um, technical boy kills Bilquis. And hmm. when Bilquis and when Bilquis is dead, her, her last like breath is essentially cursing technical boy, um, where it, you know, gives him an illness that makes him go crazy um, until the point of death. <laughs> so obviously we saw that the show was keeping little elements of that while not completely going that direction. So I love Bill Quiz. Essentially what she did was like open up these emotions of Technical Boy where he didn't know what they were. And I and at first you think that they're just gonna have him maybe descend into madness and that's it. But then exploring his past, exploring, um, you know, him accepting these emotions and actually having them and is essentially becoming stronger because of it and then that end reveal i will keep my like like mind blown for that kept under wraps for a second because i want to go to you john um a what did you think of technical boys journey this season i know we talked briefly about his scene with bilquis and then also what did you think about the reveal in the end um, it kind of gave you a deeper look into why he is the way he is, uh, very mm -hmm. much a tortured soul. Um, you know, very much someone who trusted a lot of people in this heyday and was screwed over a lot. Um, and I, I think he's a fantastic actor who, um, brought a lot of depth to this character. As far as the reveal at the end, do you mean when he kept questioning to Mr. World, like, who is he? Because me and Joel actually have like a, a theory on that that we definitely wanted to talk about on here. <laughs> well, I know what the reveal is, um, but I won't say it unless you guys, you know, obviously guess it correctly. But um, no, the reveal that I'm is finding out that he's not technically the god of technology. He's right. uh, human innovation, you know, personified in that. In fact, he's probably older than every single one of those gods there right. can't be so, many gods that are older than him to me that was just like 
where the because when they first introduced artifact one i was like what is that me and um michael from thoroughly modern reviewer at first like guesstimated like oh what if it's this like special thing where like maybe mr world used it and made like this human a god you know because we see in the beginning of episode five like him with the automaton it's like we had all these little like theories as to what artifact one was but then to find essentially that it's like a flint um you know to symbolize like the first like piece of technology humans discovering fire was just like i never even saw that coming to me i was just (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was cool go ahead joe no i said that was cool i like that that was one of my favorite scenes of the season yeah i very much would like the idea of a new faction of gods where you have the old gods, the new gods, and then Shadow's gods. So you have Shadow, Technical Boy, maybe Bilquis, um, and they form their own their own group to where well, it's just like maybe we eliminate all gods and we are the ones to rise to take over. And well, I would love that. Before I go before I go back to you, John, I'm so sorry. I kind of like thought that that's what it was like. Because when Bilkos has her vision, right, she doesn't just see Shadow and Laura, she sees Technical Boy. And I'm like, can the four of them all team up and just like eliminate everyone? <laughs> I love it. I would, I would really love it. But it all depends on us finding out is Shadow coming out of that tree or is Mr. Wednesday coming out of that tree? Um, so it's all about seeing what happens with that. But I very much believe that when Technical Boy gets freed, that he very much will go, I don't have a place with these new gods. I don't have a place with the old gods. And Shadow is going to go, me neither. (laughs) Would you like, like, like anytime I think of those two, I think of stepbrothers, like, did we just become best friends? Um, Oh, their team up was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Their team up was so amazing. (laughs) I loved it when, um, what did Shadow shoot Technical Boy and then like he started like freak out and then the the guard guy that they were interrogating was like, no, he punched him. Oh, he punched him. Okay, um, I, I, lo- I love the scenes that they shared together. That was that was a lot of fun for sure. That was great. Um, first of all, I loved when Shadow kind of like hit um, Technical Boy into the bar and was like, "That's for lynching me," you know, a callback to the first episode. Course, and Technical yeah. Boy's like, "And Technical Boy's like, I already said sorry," and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> not forgiven." Ever? <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Uh, so I thought that was great, but yeah, um, what you call it? I just thought it was a really cool arc this season for Technical Boy. I loved finding that out, as Joel said, and you said, like such a great scene. Um, Technical Boy finding out who he really is. I just have a feeling that he's going to get free, um, and just like. I don't know. I hope he does something badass. Did you guys feel as if Technical Boy had very much a relationship with Mr. World as Shadow did with Mr. Wednesday? Yes, and that's why I think uh, again, if Shadow <laughs> comes from those trees, that is a team up that is just like a made, uh, you know, a match made in heaven. Uh, they very much had two dads that were kind of just like, you're a means to an end. You're not really a son to me. Um, and they <sighs> feel the ultimate betrayal um Mm -hmm. and that usually bring like whenever that happens to two bad guys we know that those two bad guys are coming together 
So, I mean, it kind of yeah. like the writing on the wall. It's like, this is the arc that will spark the team up of the two of them. And I tell you what, if Shadow has powers teaming up with Technical Boy, they will become unstoppable. Uh, they won't even need Bill. <laughs> like, those two alone <laughs> just go ahead and just murder everybody. Um, so, yeah, I- I'm definitely excited for the possibility of that. Um, you had said that you and Joelle kind of had um, theories as to, you know, when Technical Boy was asking Mr. World, like, who the fuck are you? Uh, which I thought was just, first of all, cinematically shot very well with Mr. World, like, whistling and kind of slowly walking away as, as he's like, who the fuck are you? Um, so I'd love to get into that because I know the answer, but I'd love to hear what you guys think. So, um I don't know who wants to go first or anything, but you guys. You want to go, Joel? There you go. Um, well, at any point, Joel, cut me off if I'm not exactly conveying what we said the other day. Wow. Um, but me and Joel, we did have the thought of obviously Shadow is Odin's son, right? But Odin also, we saw Thor uh, last season. We saw Thor right. last season. We know that Thor is no longer alive. Right. Never heard about Loki though. And we did. We did technically. When? Um. So they never gave him a name, but if you read the book, you know who he is. In season one, remember Shadow in prison with that white guy who tried to act like so, like as if he was from the streets or something, where he was like telling him about like don't mess with the bitches at the airport and everything like that. Yeah, that character's name in the book is Loki Lysmith. Wow. So do we know if the show is 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 uh if the show conveyed that that's that's who that was? <sighs> if Loki. I remember correctly, I don't remember if they ever said what his name actually was or if you're just like if you read ever- the book you're like oh that that's who he is. Do we ever what see him? Saying, again? Do we ever no. see him? That'd be a waste then, wouldn't it? Yeah, so then I I, I take that then as a, a as a uh as we have not in the show. Yeah. Loki then. So to get to to not delay this any longer, me and Joel fully believe that it's possible that Mr. World is indeed Loki. It, it gave us a vibes. <laughs> it gave us a vibes that this might be that third long lost yeah. child of uh, Mr. Wednesday. And that's what's driving this war. Not yeah. the, and, the old gods versus new gods. And if you guys remember, Tyr talked yes. about the the story of Loki. Um, and if you guys remember, and if you guys remember, Oh uh, yeah, when he was telling Shadow about how he lost his hand, and he said that Loki, you know, uh, Father Ferrin or whatever, the dog and shit mm-hmm. like that. Fenrir. Fenrir, yeah, and um, also the fact that Mister World told um, uh, Technical Boy that trickery is what yeah. he does best. <laughs> yeah. well, I was that's... like, ooh, you guys are laying it on right now, so thick. <laughs> And I thought it was apropos because I'm like, wait a minute, Marvel's next show is Loki. Mm. <laughs> Are they trying to squeeze this in? Like, no, well, we're doing Loki. We're at, doing Loki. <laughs> and it's played by like three different actors this season, so I'm like, it, you know, it's like giving it away. No, it just seems so obvious. I mean, his powers do showcase those of Loki, um, so it's not something that's far fetched. 
It's not something that me and Joel were kind of just like, you know, like, oh, it could only be. It just kind of was one of those yeah. things where it's like, I mean, what do they always say? If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Um, so that's where <laughs> we landed on is that it's very possible. It even looks like a Loki. Like he looks like that's who Kevin would have called if Tom Hiddleston like couldn't like couldn't do it for some reason. It's like <laughs> that's the guy you call to fill in for Loki. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I know who it actually is. Um, we don't want to know, but pretty much what you're saying is he is not Loki. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's all I need to hear. All right, Joel, look at us, Sherlock Holmes, out here. Um, it's sorry, go ahead, Joel. No, I was, I was just saying. It just seemed obvious to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, when we, we talked about it. We were kind of just like, yeah, no, that's what I thought too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> she just said it. It's, it was in and on thick. <laughs> it, was like, it was one of those things where I didn't know if they were going to go in that direction in season one, right? It's like, oh, um, are they not going in this direction? And then I felt like maybe they weren't exactly going that direction season two either but again i have to give credit where credit is due michael from thoroughly modern reviewer when they were casting for this season they were casting different variations of worlds and i was like oh i wonder why they're doing that and michael's like to make things easier for themselves <laughs> um so I, I thought that was very cool but i if you're someone who doesn't know maybe or you didn't read the book or anything I think that that scene is very good because um it didn't tell you the reveal right away obviously we're guesstimating but it didn't reveal it I always felt like in season one the Odin reveal wasn't that great um because I feel like he told Shadow like several times throughout the season one that who he was and so when you get to like the yeah. season one finale and he's like I am Odin I was like yeah I mean pretty people obvious. called <laughs> people called you Grimner Allfather yeah. One well, Eye and like those are all it. like you know you have to make me feel bad because Tia mm -hmm. you remember I told you I didn't I had no idea like <laughs> listening to like all that in part I was just like oh okay all right I get it and then I was like I don't get it. Like, I had to rewatch season one. <laughs> I was completely lost. And I legit watched every episode. I didn't skip it. I didn't fall asleep. And I didn't see any of that shit coming. So, like, when he did that, oh, well. that's, that's unfortunately the only thing I saw coming. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I just like, clearly we all saw what was coming. Like, we're not stupid. And then Jawan walks in, like, no, I'm stupid. I, I was not, I was not I'm stupid. <laughs> And I'll tell you, like, you know, when I watched the first season, I hadn't read the book yet. So I didn't know anything about this. Like, I read the book in between seasons one and two. So it's like, but season one, it's like, again, as Joel, like Joel was agreeing with me, where it's like, you know, everyone was calling him Grimner, the Allfather, One-Eye, you know, he's like talking about snow. And I was like, he's fucking Odin. What'd you say? The Ravens and shit that follow him. The yes the reasons i was like he's odin so again at the end of like season one where he's like oh, i am odin i was like yeah like yeah duh. <laughs> but just so <laughs> that's what, well you know joan that means that you would have been the shadow or the cordelia in this because i feel like also like odin never 
really like hides who he is it's just the people he's around don't like have their like maybe eyes open to it which is how shadow was and which is how cordelia was for most of the season so it's like that'd be you <laughs> you cordelia would be sitting in the car like oh shit i didn't see that coming like you were a god uh, I, I didn't know and it's just like so you, you thought bodies dropping from the sky all that was anything any of that was weird no i didn't i didn't yeah. understand anything like, normal. I didn't get it. Yeah. So normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I liked with um with the whole Mr. Wolf thing where they still haven't said it to it has enough of like you feel like technical boy where he's like, Who are you? Which but again, like also leads me to believe like how did Mr. World, you know, recruit say technical boy and stuff like that? You know, it's just it's very interesting to me. I, I again think- I keep saying sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say i think they kind of alluded to how easy it was for him to kind of go out and get someone like technical boy he very much was uh kind of pushed away by society didn't really trust much so they just took someone that showed that they cared about him because remember what he kept saying this season of like do you not know who i am like you think you can do this to me but that's because mr world has built it to where he feels like the entitled child of like, this is my kingdom. You don't get to talk to the prince like that, you know? So I think it very much was Mr. World kind of giving him not only a sense of purpose, but a sense of like caring. Like I care for you, you're like a son to me. And that's why I think when he kind of figures out like, he doesn't care. Like it, it hurt a little bit. Like, God damn, why does no one love me? Like, <laughs> I, know, I do feel bad. It's like, I know he's a little shit, but it's like at least Shadow has people in his life that care for him. Yeah. It's like Jekyll Boy has like no one <laughs> at all. Like yeah. he's just on his own fighting his own battles, and everyone's like, "Hey, did anyone check up on uh, Tech Boy lately?" And it's like, "Oh no, fuck that guy." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. It's like, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. And the whole, like, idea of Techno Boy being, like, a child to world, to me, was especially displayed when we had Danny Trejo as Mr. World saying to him, like, out of all my children, you are the most, like, vital and important. So I really like that dynamic. Um, What did you guys think about the different variations of world with Danny Trejo and Dominique Jackson portraying um, this character? Uh, Joelle, I'll go first to you. Uh, at first, I didn't understand it, but you know, mm-hmm. and I still don't truly understand it. But I, I did like the dynamic that they kept switching it up, and they, they kind of kept you on your toes. You're like for the like the whole time we really had the one actor, um, what was his name? Um, uh, Kristen Asian. Glover. That's right, that's right, Kristen Glover. Fan casting on a lot of shit, so I like seeing him get work. <laughs> um, he would be a good Joker, by the way. She he was would. throwing it out there. Yeah, he yeah. would. He, he really has would. Face. Chris, he has, yeah, he has, a, he definitely has them. He definitely has a face. Uh, and also good Loki, uh, you know, we just mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, but I like the dynamic of having the three actors uh, and it kind of switch up and you get a little bit of Danny, a little bit of Dominique. And then, of course, even because I thought we were losing Chris McGlover at first because right. they were bringing in new people for World. I was like, when they mentioned Trejo is going to take over, I'm like, well, that's very odd choice but i guess they're gods they can look to whatever the fuck they want so i didn't really question it and then, and then the dominic jackson casting i'm like all right so they're just they're just he's just gonna keep switching it up and i, I didn't again i don't i didn't understand 
I didn't really question it very much either because they're just really all powerful weirdos. Um, but obviously at the end, everything starts to make sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna speak very hypothetically right now. You got it. So, hypo so hypothetically, <laughs> let's say Mr. World is someone else. Hypothetically, let's say Mr. World is someone that we've seen before. How do you put that reveal really when you haven't seen hypothetically the person since season one? Um, in the book, you don't really see Mr. World. So, you know, you never saw what he looks like. Right. So when the reveal happens, you're like, oh, shit. Um, but we've seen who, what Mr. World looks like. So it's like, you know, so hypothetically, it's like, oh, well, let's explain that Mr. World just can sh uh, change Shape. shapes. Right. A shapeshifter hypothetically very much like another norse god that we've seen in things so known for I think trickery that they were doing, known for trickery and shape-shifting again laying it on so thick um, but um, juan what did you think of danny trejo and dominic jackson's portrayal of world this year i actually would have preferred if we only got dominic jackson uh, she was fantastic. Scene where she's taking the bat to the back of the the. Uh, I love that. <laughs> like I love that, and I was just like, I wanted more from her. Like make her a character on that show, like one of those strong goddesses that like isn't doesn't take shit from nobody. Like I want that. Like she really, I've never seen her before, and when I see that yeah. commanded the screen when she when he when he turns into her. And then she's kind of just sitting there and is just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, what are you guys doing? And then like the, the the one person gets like really snippy and she takes the bat. I was just like, how can I buy more of this? Like, just <laughs> this. Um, so I really didn't pay much attention to Danny Trejo. Like, obviously I watched it, but it was just kind of like, it's Danny Trejo being Danny Trejo. He's, he's freaking yeah. amazing. Um, but she is who just jumped off my screen. And I was just like, I need more of that. I love that. So, yeah, I loved her. Um, if we can get more of this next season with maybe more people, uh, especially yeah. maybe more people that aren't as known, um, I'd, I'd really love that because they're finding some really good actors and actresses for sure. The only thing I know about Dominique Jackson is that she is in that show Pose. Um, and also there's a... There's a documentary on Hulu. I can't remember what it's called, but one episode is dedicated to her and her story, which is like super fascinating. Um, and so I watched it. It's about a half hour long uh, before the season premiere, just to kind of familiarize myself more with this actress. Um, and she just like the stare that she had when you know she's like sitting there and telling techno boy to come in and he's like are we good and she's like well let's assess you fucked up your system upgrade you did this and i was like yeah i loved her i'd be terrified if she was my boss and i had to go in with a meeting and it's like time for your peer review it's like please don't give it to me <laughs> i'll just quit don't worry about it um but i loved it i loved um first of all that one like person who again as you said got like snippy with her i was like what are you thinking what you <laughs> just called her irrational what why <laughs> that right to the skull that was just uh, i'll show you it's, <laughs> it's so great um to me my one of my favorite parts is so tiny but it's when um you know miss world is wondering where the ceo of that you know tech company is and they show that they have Bilquis, and she's pretty much just like this bitch. 
you know, fucking crazy bitch or something she says. And I'm like, I would have loved to see the two of them together in a scene. It would have been so magnificent. <laughs> that is 100% for sure. That would have, that definitely would have stole the, the whole seat, the whole season for sure. Seeing those two together. Yeah. Yeah, I love Dominique Jackson as Miss World. As you said, Danny Trejo is good because Danny Trejo is great in everything. Yeah. Um, but Dominique Jackson was a standout. Um, I, as much as I love Crispin Glover as Mr. World, and he certainly sells, um, you know, his brand of world, like very eerie. Um, Dominique Jackson was just great. She killed it. Um, and I hope to see her in more. I believe I just heard that Pose um, is ending after its third season. So I hope that she gets more work. She's phenomenal. Um, so I would definitely love to see her in more. Um, whatchamacallit. So, I mean, listen, we're kind of like getting to the end of this. I only have a couple of more questions that we can kind of breeze through and everything. So, you know, we got a lot of, and we talked about this briefly before, we got a lot of new characters, but we also lost a few. Um, we lost media, we lost the gin, uh, we lost Matt Sweeney and we lost a Nancy. Um, you know, how apparent was it in this season that Nancy wasn't around? Because I feel as if, you know, that was such a huge thing to lose him. Um, and I will say again, before I like hop over to you, a Nancy does show up in the book after this he's very pivotal so i don't know what they're going to do if they can't mend relationships with orlando jones um so juan i'll ask i'll go to you first i mean how apparent was it that anance wasn't in this season very i mean i i we just spoke about dominique but to me what makes american god so beautiful is it's constant strong black presence and Bilquis kind of going through what she was going through. Um, Nancy would have been perfect to kind of to kind of balance the idea of that, uh, or to help her know more about her history because I'm sure he probably he probably has an idea. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a very large presence that you feel missing. I mean, it's I, I I equate him being missing to the first time we sit down and watch whatever that new Avengers movie. Not having Cap, not having Iron Man. That's when we're going to feel it the most. We're not going to feel it now in these little shows and movies. When we sit down in an Avengers movie and there is no Cap, there is no Iron Man, you'll feel the levity of that. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's what I compare it to, to where it's just like, dang, one of, one of my heroes is not here. You know, and you kind of really, really, really feel it. I mean, I, I kind of feel like Tia has now brainwashed me. I was even sitting here this whole season just like, <laughs> damn, I miss Mad Sweeney. And it was just like, wait, am I saying that or is Keith speaking through me? Like, like I couldn't differentiate, like, if I really... Yes. <laughs> I was like, is Keith forcing me to say this? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I definitely felt his, uh, the lack of his presence for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, that was, again, something I was talking about with Michael. It's like, you know, uh, Nancy had such great speeches in the previous two seasons that we didn't get in season three. And that certainly was felt, um, as you said, Juwan, he would have been great for Bill Quist's journey. He would have been supportive. Like, yes, understand that you are more than what human beings and man has made you to be. I mean, that would have been just so wonderful to see. Um, and I will say that 
It look again, hope I would love if they could just mend their relations for season four. I don't know how possible that is, but it would be nice. Um, it looked as if in the season finale that they were trying to fill the void of a Nancy with Ibis, because mm -hmm. I'll tell you again in the book, that scene where Chernabog and, and Shadow and the tree and everything, that's a Nancy there, not Mr. Ibis. Ibis does not have that role in the book. So it's like, almost seems as if they're trying to replace, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. No shade to, you know, Damar Barnes. He's freaking amazing as Ibis, um, but that should be realistically a Nancy. So um, Joelle, how, you know, how did you feel about missing a Nancy this season? Very much. Uh, one of my favorite characters from the last two seasons. So you, you, you definitely missed him. Like, yeah, he always had, he had a presence that you can't really replicate. And as much as I enjoy Mr. Ibis myself, he's no Mr. Nance, <laughs> you know, uh, a trickster god in his own right. But uh, I think I, it's just, he was definitely missed, very missed. And he had always, always known for those crazy ass tirades and like, like speeches that definitely like amp you up. And like, there was none of that really in this season. So you kind of, you missed that. There's something missing from the season that was definitely it uh he was definitely missed visually and, and in just in word and uh i love orlando jones and he just played he played that character so differently than i was expecting uh so yeah i, I definitely I'm, i just i missed all of it so it sucks but at the same time like you said i don't know if they'll ever be able to mend fences i'd love to see that but i mean i would too um there was a recent interview with neil gaiman where they were, because Neil Gaiman doesn't have any decision making really when it comes to like the hiring and firing of people, even right. though he does help with, say, like guiding the story. Right. Um, and they interviewed him. And he was saying, like, they said, like, oh, well, what do you want to see in a potential season four? And he mentioned Orlando Jones. He was like, I would oh. love for Orlando Jones to come back because a Nancy is very prominent in what we need to tell and it's like i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah that, yeah. that part sucks <laughs> yeah. it also sucks because Orla i'm sorry John. no no go ahead to i was gonna say uh orlando jones always like live tweeted with american gods and they mm -hmm. were always like the best live tweets so that was certainly missed as well um mm -hmm. as well as his character and his presence but i'm sorry Joan, what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say um it's something that i think can be fixed if your showrunner changes um yeah <laughs> that obviously clearly was the biggest reason he was not part of this season was the yeah. showrunner so I don't think he holds ill will to stars or uh, Neil. I think it's the showrunner. So if you find a way to figure out how to balance getting rid of the story that the showrunner has set up, um, just to bring back Orlando, then it could work. But it. Well, Go ahead, Joel. Now, what was the reason he left again? It was the showrunner just didn't. I ultimately, and Theo will explain this better. But to me, it just ultimately seemed like the showrunner didn't want him. Yeah, so there's conflicting, and when I say conflicting stories, it's just like people telling what their stories are. But for me, I interviewed Orlando Jones about like two years ago or something like that. And he explained that the showrunner got rid of him because, um, and this was his words, not mine, um, you know, that he was too angry 
like too uh, uh, too angry of like a black character on the show and that the new showrunner didn't want that the new showrunner has not said anything i don't know why he hasn't made a statement or anything according to stars they're saying that his character just wasn't needed this season but that didn't make sense because he saw that in like the final episode or two that his character was needed so that doesn't make a whole lot of sense um and i think it could be true what orlando jones said because um stars and american gods is produced by Fremantle, which is the same production company that let go of gabrielle union who has uh very similar complaints against Fremantle. so it could be very possible that that's the truth and orlando jones has also said that if he wasn't needed this season but he was going to be say brought back he I don't know exactly what it was called because it's been so long since we talked, but essentially with actors, it's like they're given like, say, a release form to say like, hey, we don't need you this season so you can go on and like get other mm-hmm. roles in the meantime and everything like that. You're not like obligated to be free during these times. And right. he wasn't given that. He was just like not given a contract at all. It's, and it's he explained... Sorry. It's what, um, it's what What's His Name did with that... Um... That show on Netflix, uh, where they're um, investigating um, serial killers, uh, Mindhunter. It's what that show. Yeah. Right, uh, it's what he told them. Like, hey, we don't know when we're gonna do this again. Go, go find work, and then when we get information, right. we'll call you back. But like you saying, right. you know, saying it was just like, hey, don't come to work tomorrow. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> don't yeah. Like, according to Orlando Jones, he has, he explained, say, you know, we saw with Crispin Glover that, you know, his, he as his character wasn't in this as much. And according to Orlando, Crispin was actually sat down and like told that like, hey, you know, you're still going to be Mr. World, but not as much. We're getting these other actors to also play this character. But that mm-hmm. conversation never happened with Orlando Jones. It was, as John said, like, literally just don't show up um so you know the whole the whole thing sounds so like weird and fishy and I feel like if I were Neil Gaiman um you know I would tell this new showrunner like you cannot burn these bridges with Orlando Jones like I need my Anansi um so that's very concerning um I don't know what's going to happen honestly because I know that Neil Gaiman doesn't want to change showrunners for the simple fact that if season four is their last season, he wants, you know, someone who knew what they were doing. But mm-hmm. I also just wish that Orlando Jones could come back. So yeah, that's that's that situation. Um, and yeah, his monologues and his speeches and his presence were certainly missed. Um, I know that when I was, you know, looking on say social media for season two people were really happy with the very strong you know presence of someone like Orlando Jones being you know pretty much the voice box of what people black people are feeling in America um and so when you don't have that it's like you know what what kind of message are you trying to you know push there you know what I'm saying right so yeah (laughs) I um I, uh, I just hope that everything works out. You know, maybe they can all sit down and have a little powwow and, you know, we can just get him back for season four. But guys, before we kind of wrap everything up today, um, we reviewed season three. I want to know, 
what you guys want to see in season four. Joanne, I'll go to you first. I want to see the gods fight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at this point, I don't think that's too much to ask for. What if my gods fight? Um, but no, seriously, I, I do want to see what happens with Shadow. I do want to see if me and Joel's theory is correct. Um, and I, um, and you know, I do want to see that that team form. Like I said before, Bill Quist, Shadow, uh, Technical Boy, maybe Laura. But I'd rather, uh, what's the name of the driver? What's, what's the driver's name again? Salim? Uh, no, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wednesday's driver for this season. Oh, Cordelia. Cordelia. Yeah. I'd rather Cordelia in that team than Laura, but it'll probably. Jawan, stop, stop hating on Laura. <laughs> hey, if, if, it's, if it's how I get more Cordelia, I will hate as much as I possibly can. Um, but yeah, so those, those are some of the biggest things that, that I hope I get. And Tia, fingers crossed, Nancy. Maybe that's what we'll get. Maybe that's the... Be I nice. right now, it would break the internet if they were able to keep it under wraps and we get that trailer for season four and it looks like the trailer ends, but then it fades back in and it's, it's, it's uh, Nancy walking into the frame and then it just fades to black and we're like yes like <laughs> what's that meme i always send you guys of that baby going yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so to me that's that's the biggest things I, i'd look forward to seeing not to compare it but you know if you're a law and order svu fan out there you never thought that you were going to get Christopher Maloney to come back to Hell play no. El Elliot Stabler, right? You never thought that was going to happen. You thought that bridge was burned and all that. And now suddenly they're promoting April 1st crossover event. Stabler's coming home. And it's like, all right, a miracles can happen, apparently. Let's get another one in here. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see a team up of, listen, uh, this is my ideal team up, right? I don't know what they could all do with each other because some of them are just basic humans. But you can have you can have show technical boy, Bill Quist, Laura, Liam, Cordelia, and Celine. There you go. Our our six rock stars there. Um, honestly, it's like I know Juwan, you want to fight between the new gods and the old gods, but at this point, like what new god is there? <laughs> like, it's just Mr. World. You know what? Um, <laughs> just, who's possibly I'll, an old god? <laughs> yeah, who's possibly? At this point, hell, I, I'll take a fight between hot dog vendors. I just need some kind of fighting. Like, I'm sick of, <laughs> sick of story. Let's, That's let's, all this show is, though. It this is show a is story, a full, though. It's a story. It's show. a story. <laughs> I thought it was building to the fight. Like, that's why I've been so patient. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't mind. And then it's just like, you're never getting a fight. It's like, this yeah. is the age of manipulation. <laughs> uh, where's the age of killing? <laughs> so I can check back in for that. <laughs> I mean, they've killed a few people in their time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, if you look at the new gods versus the old gods, it's like, you have Mr. World. Technical Boy is so clearly not on his side anymore. Where's media? We don't know. And then on the old guy side, so you have Odin, you have Chernabog. I don't know if you really have Ibis. I don't know if he's willing uh -huh. to fight. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know who else Odin has either. What'd you say, Joel? I said Chernabog's definitely willing to fight. <laughs> Chernabog, I, mean, I think, is feeling the same way I am. He's just like, when can we kill? And I'm like, Chernabog, I'm which is so funny. <laughs> which is so funny, though, because like 
two seasons and most of the third season he's like oh what are you doing here Votan you know yeah. get out of here and now suddenly it's like wait there's no fight I thought there would be a fight <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm um, just like I- I'm with you man like me and him are both sitting here like yo when can I kill some people like <laughs> when y'all gonna let me just let loose you, it's like, I'm, I'm you gonna- almost saw it when he swung his hammer at Mr. World I was like Chernobog don't don't do that. <laughs> it was like, don't you dare. You put that down. <laughs> you put that down. Um, but, Joelle, what are you hoping to see in a season four? I don't know. Uh, like, I just, you know, I look forward to the show initially because I never read the book and I thought the book sounded interesting. So I was hoping the show was going to be interesting. Uh, and I, I always, I grew up on mythology. So I like, grew up a big fan of Greek mythology and Norse mythology so like getting to see these characters they come to life more or less I thought it was cool but they definitely did it in a very different way than I was expecting <laughs> so yeah. I've had to live with like all right well this is what it looks like or this is how it is <laughs> and I like that they use more different mythologies not just the Greek and Norse ones and I appreciate everything they've given us thus far but you know I don't like Look, we got nothing from Thor. <laughs> we got nothing from a lot of characters I was expecting from. So I'm not keeping my hope for anything. Uh, <laughs> I think it's very minimal on this show. So um, whatever new god I get to see, I'll, I'll, I'll be excited for just to see how they, you know, play it out. But you know, I'm just keeping my mind open. I have no idea what I would want. I'd like to yeah, see what. I Sha- mean, there you go. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I mean. The selfish part of me is like, I want to see Liam back again. Don't know what he would do. Um, right. He could go back to being a bartender at sure. you know, the Peacock, which is great. You know, Why I not? mean, I, by the way, his like, I know this is so off topic when he made his little like cocktail and it was green and like smoking. I was like, I kind of like that. I want that. <laughs> I love that Laura Moon was like, what the fuck is this? You expect me to drink this? It's like, yes, it's St. Patrick's Day. Drink that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what you call it? I want to see Liam back. I do want to see the Jin back. I don't know if I necessarily want Salim to get back with him. I want Salim to like say to him, like, "You left me high and dry, um, and that hurt a lot." And I realized how to stand on my own two feet without you. So you can go fuck off. And I lost your fucking sweater. So <laughs> I'm, you know, still my own person here. But you know, you can go screw yourself um because that was the thing really quick like you know laura and Celine very much had this like shared trauma of like losing their loved ones but laura at least lost her loved one in a battle where he died mm-hmm. um and we see that his love for her was valid but with the gin it's like almost as if we saw that his love for Celine wasn't valid um so i'd very much love to see that sort of confrontation between the two of them um I want to see Techno Boy break out of his chains. I want him to be all powerful. I want to find more answers with Bill Quiss's journey with Laura and Shadow. And yeah. Um, and I hope that they do the reveal with Mr. World as I know that they're going to do, because that would be great. Um, but yeah, hmm. I think that is probably just about it for our review of American Gods season three. I really enjoyed this uh, season. I know that again, there were some, you know, hiccups and maybe some things that didn't entirely make sense, but overall I really enjoyed it. I love the lakeside 
thing. I love the Demeter with Tear, which is, by the way, a, a story that is not in the book. So I very much enjoyed seeing that. I I liked a lot of it. Of course, I missed a lot. I missed Anansi. I missed Matt Sweeney, but I really enjoyed it. So yeah, thank you both um, for you know joining me for this review. I always, always, always enjoy uh, doing these things with you. We have the MCR coming up this Saturday for the second episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, which is going to be amazing. And Juwan will host because thank God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, hate the, I hate hosting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, did you guys have a recent figure it out this week? Uh, figure it out will actually be filming tomorrow. Um, oh. We'll be having... What? What you doing? We actually doing Transformers. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. For us, we were gonna do Transformers Tuesday. <laughs> um, it didn't work out, so I we were gonna do it today. But I'm glad we're doing it Thursday, so we can at least still call it Transformers Thursday. Uh, Transformers way yeah, that's true. Sound is good. Um, so <laughs> we were able to do that, but we will have a special guest in Jay Sandlin. Um, so that's gonna be a lot oh, of fun. Man. Jay wanted desperately when he heard about uh, the show to join. Um, he wants to talk toys and he wants to talk some Transformers. So that's uh -oh. the best place to do it. Um, <laughs> so make sure you guys stay tuned for an all new Figure It Out. Yeah, please, absolutely make sure that you check that out. Um, I will not be on that one because I am not really a Transformers person. So you guys have fun there. Um, you know, Juwan, I love your background, by the way. Lovely GVN. Uh, By the want to show our our merch store? Please make sure you check that out. We'll put the link down in the description. And yeah, um, again, thank you, Joan. Thank you, Joelle. Um, and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Peace.